Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this uh, special broadcast of uh, The Weekly Beat. My name is uh, Dumi Jere. I'm the co-host this week, and uh, I'm coming to you from Johannesburg in South Africa. With me, my beautiful sister, Maggie Mutesi, coming to us from Dakar in Senegal. Maggie, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Dumi. So good to have you back. We missed you last week. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like uh, we last spoke like 10 years ago or something. I know. (laughs) Uh, and folks, this week we've got uh, a special guest who's going to join us. Now, this brother has done a lot of amazing things, and I'm quite excited to speak to him about this. His name is uh, Obina Okwani. He's coming to us from uh, Kigali in uh, Rwanda. Now, um, currently, Obi is uh, the Chief Digital Officer at uh, Bank of Kigali, PLC. He has held so many other interesting uh, positions with so many other interesting organizations big and small startups and big and the works and i'm really excited because when i look at uh, ob when i look at uh, the profile of companies that you've uh, worked with for example paystack is uh, actually a very interesting company for me uh when i look at what it is that they're trying to achieve the gap that exists and uh the future for them uh if i'm not mistaken paystack uh partnered with stripe right uh they were they were bought by stripe uh, for 200 million dollars Ah, okay, okay, okay. Very excited to speak about this. Obi, welcome. Thank you very much, Dumi and Maggie. Uh, Thanks for having me. That's good, that's good, that's good. So take me back to 22nd of March 2020 when uh, Rwanda became the first country uh, to impose a hard lockdown in the whole continent of Africa uh, due to the surge in the coronavirus pandemic. Where were you? What happened? What do you recall about that day? Yeah, so interesting. I think that was an interesting turning point uh, for a lot of people, for me, for sure. Yeah. I was uh, visiting Rwanda. You were in Rwanda at the time? I was. I ended up in Rwanda. I was, I was still based in Lagos. Yeah. Um, I was still working with Paystack. Yeah. Um, and I, I came to visit my fiance in Rwanda for two weeks in, in March. Yeah. And uh, I think I came in that week that they announced that flight would start, would start moving around the continent. So I, we got extremely lucky. Um, yeah. So I got I got stuck in in Rwanda, um, and I was still working for wow. Paystack, worked remote for about three months, and then I made a transition to uh, to Bank of Kigali here in uh, in Kigali. So I was blessed. trapped in Rwanda for better. Yes, yeah. yeah, 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 I was actually trapped in Rwanda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved no, yes. to get stuck with somebody, you know. <laughs> right. I think the reason why I brought in that element of you know uh, Rwanda looking down in you know March 2020. And you starting subsequently a couple of months later at the Bank of Kigali. Like, obviously, the bank still has to continue. Uh, but the country's in lockdown. People are not allowed to go to the office. No one is out on the streets even anyway. So that made your job a very challenging one. So you are chief digital officer of this bank. You're having to deal with this pandemic that no one knows what it is and uh, what it's going to be like or how long it's going to take. Now, how did you navigate the terrain? Um, from a digital perspective, making sure that, you know, the bank remains a going concern and that uh, people continue to work. Yeah, so, you know, fortunately at Bank of Kigali, the um, responsibilities are well distributed. You know, yeah. we had to see at the time. Um, obviously, we didn't have any workers at some point to stay home until, you know, banking was deemed an essential service. And companies like the Bank of Kigali 
they had to move very quickly, right? I think there are so many articles that stated how, you know, 10 years of digitization progress was made within one or two years mm -hmm. of the pandemic because, yeah. Yeah. You know, a bank like uh, Bank of Kigali, institutions in, in Rwanda and Africa, things mm -hmm. like uh, video conferencing, group conferencing, you know, uh, having a, a calendar system, uh, you know, Office yeah. 365, Teams, SharePoint, Adobe Signature. These things were not there. Many of them were not there prior to the lockdowns um, and the restriction of movement. Uh, but how do you keep collaborating for a yeah. bank? How do you get documents signed? That's a really big thing for traditional institutions because usually, you know, mm -hmm. memos get carried around the the big office for different <laughs> stakeholders to sign. Yeah. It's usually like, you know, physical yeah. document. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, you can't send documents. How do you do it? So we ended up becoming mm -hmm. customers of Adobe uh, using Adobe Sign. You know, customers mm -hmm. of Microsoft we use Microsoft Teams regularly now. Um, yeah. You know, many half half of our meetings are, are remote, uh, depending on on what the nature of it is. So yeah, things. I mean, you have organizations that are ensuring that their staff have a good internet connection. You know, prior to the pandemic, you know, whether you yeah. had fiber optics at your house or yeah. not, that was a that was a luxury, right? But if you're working from home, um, suddenly it's a utility. It's an essential thing. And if that company wants their staff who are now working remotely to stay productive, fast internet is a non-negotiable. So yeah. it changed uh -huh. business models. It changed um, the way of working. It changed the nature of work. And I, I actually don't think that, uh, I don't think things are going to get rolled back. Some new insights about, about how to work best. Oh yeah. Wow. And it's very fascinating that you mentioned um, all of these changes because I mean, even all of us on this um, uh, broadcast currently, we will all agree that um, the most obvious impact of, uh, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic on the labor force was uh, essentially the dramatic increase in employees working remotely and uh, just the rise in, you know, the collaboration tools uh, amongst people uh, having to work remotely. But, you know, I always say that, yes, it's got its benefits, you know, this uh, working remotely, uh, the ability to, you know, uh, connect easily, whereas back in the day you would have to fly to have a meeting first. You can start those meetings on Zoom and then, you know, you can still then fly later on after three, four couple of meetings, you know, just to uh, solidify things from a business perspective. Going forward, do you think that, uh, you know, it's something that might change? I mean, I know you just say that um, we probably will not see a dramatic increase in, you know, in terms of change, but... I don't know. I, I struggle to imagine a life where for the next 20 years, we're just going to be doing, you know, the podcast on Zoom or on this uh, uh, platform <laughs> that we are on. One day I'd love to meet everybody and like, okay, Maggie, you know what? Let's do a tour of Africa. You know, let's, uh, <laughs> let's go and have a recorded show in Rwanda. And then from there we go to Uganda and so on and so forth, man. Like, I think, you know, seeing people in physical form, like it's much more fun. Yes, technology does do its bit, but that's my take. Yours? So I actually, I don't disagree with you. I also think that nothing beats face-to-face -face interactions. I think that the best work many times gets done when we can see each other, right? Now, I don't think the ability to work remote is going anywhere. I don't think the best companies in the near future are going to be those that require their staff to come into the office five days a week. I think those days are behind mm -hmm. us, right? Mm -hmm. I think if you reflect on, now I'm not a historian on this particular topic, but yeah. I just think about the nature of work 
like 100 years ago when there were no computers and human beings were responsible for doing what computers do now. Um, yeah. You know, uh, bookkeepers, accountants, people who manned uh, the, the telecom post where there was a physical switchboard, right? Mm -hmm. um, in the past, work and location tied together. You could yeah. literally not be productive. Systems could not work if people were not in a specific location, uh, right? But now that's yeah. no longer true. Right. But why didn't the way that we work change along with that? Right. Now, th things were already changing because many technology companies and other types of companies, creative companies had already figured out this whole re remote work thing. At Paystack, it was the first company I had worked for where they had so many, several uh, what we call Zoom rooms scattered across the campus um, where you could, you know, you, you go to the room, there's a there's an iPad screen that tells you whether or not this room is is booked and then you go inside and there's a whole you know sound and video kit there's a big screen and oh, wow. you just press a button and it takes you into your meeting just boom the screen is on all your uh your colleagues or your or your business partners whoever's attending this meeting they're all there on the screen and you're there it's almost like you, know, you walk into this room and then you're kind of ported into this virtual meeting and that gave us tremendous flexibility, right? This was long before the pandemic. This was part of the company's culture, which I think many would say is legendary. You know, Paystack, mm -hmm. I think, is exemplary in terms of corporate culture and, you know, work-life balance and productivity as well. You know, Paystack, mm -hmm. they work at a high rate and what they build is is of the highest quality, which is why they're acquired. I mean, look at our podcast now. Maggie, you're in Senegal. Uh, Dumi, you're in Nairobi. I am in Kigali, right? I mean, and I just had to step into my home office, turn on my camera, I didn't spend on a flight. I'm not stressing myself. I don't having a good conversation, right? So I think there are so many advantages, right? And I think the key is flexibility. The key is flexibility yeah. because now, yeah. you know, the time required to do work is asymmetrical from the value that's actually created by that work, right? Um, drafting a document or an article that that's going to go out, you know, you might spend two weeks on it, but, you know, you, it doesn't matter when during those two weeks or where, right? In the end, the article is going to be posted on a website. You don't need to be at a desk to do that, right? And yeah. you worked and then later on, and, and with technology um, or with most jobs now, it's, it's a lot of uh, production. It's a lot of intellect that's going into this. And even if it isn't, personal computing, internet, software, it allows us to create certain things um, without its device agnostic, location agnostic. So um, mm. I think the way we work should also change fundamentally. And I think COVID only accelerated and that we might have seen mature over the next 10 to 15 years. And it brought, you know, mm -hmm. brought it into a space of, of one to two years, right? Mm -hmm. And now we're here, we're not going back. Um, when we talk about digital skills and all of that, uh, at some point, um, I'm just thinking, okay, what kind of um, uh, uh, resources, like, what kind of human resources, what kind of, you know, work has a re are we really going to have? I think uh, it is disconcerting, you know, not to make like a moral or philosophical judgment on where we're headed, Right. I think he's onto something with this focus on the metaverse. And the reason why I think so is because if work is now by default remote, right? Or at least hybrid, where being in the office is not mandatory and that happens seldomly, then one of the biggest reasons for people moving around on a daily basis disappears. What makes you get out of your house and drive in the morning on a Monday, getting to the office? To what causes rush hour? Yeah. yeah, 4 p.m., 7 p.m. every day in every major city around the world going to the office or returning from the office rather. So um, if now our lives are more local, you're not driving 30 miles to get to work. Now, most people do most things within the vicinity of their community, their home. Um, so what do homes start to look like? What do neighborhoods start to look like? That's going to change as well. You can't uh, overlook the improvements of the quality of life that remote work um, has given us. 
Um, you know, work-related stress is a killer. I think, you know, we all know this. It's a killer that ranks above many other killers. It causes so many things. It causes cancer, it causes a lot of things. And one of the biggest contributors to work-related stress is, you know, I heard this recently, the lack of flexibility around how people do. And part of that how we work has been location, time, right? Uh, okay, we have meetings every morning, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., and you have to drive, come on time for those. But what if you could just roll out of bed, turn on your, you're in the meeting, meeting done. People have spoken, right? <laughs> yeah. Then can have more time with her young children. She can manage her own schedule, you know, plan times around her day where she can do her work, where she can tend to her kids. I think it's better for everyone. It's better for the mom, better for the for the, for the family, right? Um, I think this is a tremendous uh, benefit, right? And I think to your question about like HR, right? What is HR? Great question. And as a leader, I ask myself this, and this is actually one of the reasons, yeah, Paystack was really interesting, right? Um, this is yeah. one of the reasons why my experience there was interesting because at some point after the pandemic, I'm 100% remote like everyone else. But Paystack, last I heard, it is still 100% remote. And that, that legal office barely gets any, you know, probably collecting cobwebs perhaps, you know. Um, <laughs> and... So we managed to, to, to make that full transition and they think it's, this is just how they're going to operate. And many other companies have done the same. And um, I think the kind of leadership required to manage it are totally different from the kinds of, uh, the kind of leadership that, that was required uh, when people were, were in person. How do you convey charisma over a camera? How do you build uh, community and team? And how do you, you know, uh, build teamwork remotely, right? These are, you know, how do you do HR? Like, how do you, how do you sense when an employee is, is unmotivated, right? Um, there are tools for this, but it's a, different, it's a different set of skills, right? I think it also requires a different framework. And maybe uh, once a week, twice a week, there's a town hall and everyone must attend and have their cameras on. Um, maybe uh, the company um, mandates that when we do do meetings, um, you know, your camera's on, you come on time, all these things, like there's a certain protocol around these things. Um, so the discipline isn't lost, right? It's just managed. And I still think personally, yeah. some of the best work gets done yeah. in person, even at mm -hmm. the bank um, team. I, we are very lax with whether they come to the office or not. But what I have observed is that the best performers are almost always in the office and they don't have to be. But I think the availability of that flex, you know, that, that flexibility and openness mm. um, gives them a sense of freedom you know, because yeah. they know that so much more about their experience is under their control. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This has been like a very insightful and fascinating conversation and actually filled with lots of nuggets. Um, and especially from somebody uh, who uh, has had to navigate all of these things in, uh, in, you know, in the environment of a big bank. And uh, I think I just have uh, probably one last question and in closing, really. Your personal opinion uh, if you are speaking, if you are speaking to someone who has just finished uh, high school and they're about to go to university, and so what direction should I take um, in line with where the world is now going from a work perspective? What is the thing that I should study or what should I focus on? Or what are some of the extra skills that I should equip myself with to make myself more relevant in the job sector uh, come the time when I now apply for a job in closing? Good question. No easy answer. No one's a pro, so I'll just <laughs> do my best. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it goes without saying that technology skills um, are really yeah. important. And there's a, there's a wide spectrum. You can be a software developer. 
Uh, you can be yeah. someone who understands how to maintain IT systems like the cloud, you know, AWS, DigitalOcean, etc. As someone who's on the business side, someone who understands how to take to make really good decisions and communicate those decisions, right? Yeah. You can be a project manager. These are these are these are uh, you know skills that are even more important um, in this day and age because you can imagine with a, with a, with a scattered team. Tracking deadlines is going to be really important because you don't get to just bump into them at the water cooler and say, "Hey, how's the project going?" No, you have to. You really have to follow up. With people. <laughs> I think creative skills as well. Um, writers, storytellers. I think they'll still be important, even though AI is is doing that now as well. Um, but I still think that's going to be quite important. Musicians, all of that. Um, the world we're headed into is so much more prosperous than the one we're coming out of. There are ups and downs. I think right now, humanity's at, at a bit of a low point, like considering you know Ukraine and the pandemic and everything going on in the world right now. But that's how it is, it's cyclical. But I think, you know, uh, overall, humanity has made tremendous progress and we will continue to do so, and this is part of that, you know, the remote working yeah. revolution. Uh, thank you so much, uh, my brother. That was really, really, really insightful. Yeah, this has probably been like, you know, it ranks high up there amongst you know the conversations that we've had with folks uh, around you know work, where we see the world, where we see where we want the world to go, and so on and so forth. So I I, I personally thank you on behalf of uh, uh, everyone else that's busy, I mean that's involved with the podcast. On that note, folks, uh, we're gonna have to leave it here. Thank you for tuning into this uh, episode. Uh, special thank you to my co-host Maggie, as well as our special guest Obina Okwani. Uh, the Chief Digital Officer at Bank of Kigali and the team behind the scenes and of course you the loyal listeners uh, please remember to visit our website mansamedia.africa more news about the continent and please subscribe to our newsletter that comes out every Friday called The Third Opinion I am Jimmy Jerry until the next time here's to peace and profits The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.